Hey, how's it going? It's the same as last time. It's different. I didn't say. No, no, no. My, my, your, your introduction was totally different, but my whole like, hey, how's it going? is exactly the same. Like, it almost doesn't matter what you say in the beginning. I'm going to react the same way regardless. Actually, that was just a recording of Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this is For the Podcast, episode 26. This is the Apple event special edition with uh, Jason and Will, and I'm Michael. So we can uh, just get right into it. Big Apple event today. What did you guys think? Uh, I thought it was pretty solid. I liked it, though, you know, the awkwardness of demos was clearly apparent. Uh, there are a couple of like, wow, that's kind of cringeworthy moments, but really? I think it was a good show. Wait, what, which ones did you think were cringeworthy? Ooh, uh, the guilt group one, the guilt group one. Yeah, that almost put me to sleep. And the first, the second half of the Apple TV, like demo kind of was a little, which one, like the MLB um, TV one or, uh, the video games, the video games were a little, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) yeah, Mike, what, what do you think in general about the entire event? Well, unfortunately, like my stream was really, really bad. Like it kept it kept cutting out a lot, so I didn't really get the full effect. But I think generally, in terms of products, uh, I was really I was satisfied. That's a uh, Burger King reference from <laughs> the McWhopper from last Ooh. week. Yeah, referencing last week. All right. Anyway, <laughs> it was good. Um, cool. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's just try to go in uh, chronological order, I guess. So uh, the, the first thing that they announced were uh, some updates to the Apple Watch, right? Yeah, so this, I didn't get much of this. So what happened? Um, they, they basically went over the Watch 2.0 stuff, um, which is more of the same. And then uh, I think they announced two new colors, which are uh, the sport models. So they're aluminum, and there's one in gold, and there's one in rose gold. Okay. Uh, same price. Uh, they're not shiny. But you don't need to pay $10,000 for them. Right. Um, so no new hardware like in terms of like a revision. Yeah, no new Apple Watch hardware. They announced some uh, new colored bands, some new sport bands. And I think they announced like a, like a black sport band for the black, uh, space black ste- stainless steel watch. Okay. Well, uh, it gets the- a special sport band? I don't know. I, I thought that they announced something like that, but um, I, I could be wrong. Uh, they also announced a partnership with Hermes. So there's like uh, some new leather bands. Uh, and then like, this was a little unclear. Like there's an Hermes watch model uh-huh. um, that comes with, I guess, an Hermes watch face. So that watch face is exclusive to that? I would assume so, but like it, it, they didn't really go into too much detail. I don't know like what the pricing is. I don't know. It looks like it's a stainless steel model, so it doesn't look like it's like a, a brand new, you know. Thing. Oh, okay, okay. So it has that like that double wrap one. Yeah, it wraps around your wrist twice. A um, double tour. I'm sorry, and it's twelve fifty. Oh, oh, so they didn't answer. Okay, uh, I don't think they did it at, during the uh, during the keynote. Okay, I haven't looked it up. Or they have the just a regular one that doesn't wrap around twice, and that's eleven hundred. Huh. So are they just stainless steel watches, other than you know, other than the, the bands? Yeah, stainless steel, thirty-eight millimeters. Oh, the the double loop is only available in thirty-eight, and then the single is available in thirty-eight and forty-two. And then they come with that watch face. They come with that watch face, and then the leather band. I think it's interesting that they. I mean, I guess there was always talk that they would work with like high-end fashion designers and, and fashion brands, mm-hmm. but um, for them to come up with these like special models, like I always thought, sure, like Hermes would come up with a band and you just add it on to any watch you want. But it's interesting that they actually are like kind of branding it and it comes with like its own watch face. Yeah, I think that's kind of smart. I think it's a good way to get these like luxury makers on board and like you know, right. They can kind of make it their own, right? It's yeah. kind of like, oh, it comes with our watch face, right? And if you want this Hermes branding, then you need like the Hermes one, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a pretty good idea. I mean, I'm not going to buy it, but it looks it looks nice. Then the, uh, yeah, there's some new sport band watches. Uh, sorry, sport band colors. Mm-hmm. Those look pretty good. There's probably about like 11 or 12 of them. Um, I thought the colors were pretty good. You're going to get a new band? See, the, the problem with mine is I'm actually really happy with my watch. I got the um, like the black or the space gray aluminum one. Yeah. 
but I feel like it doesn't go that well with all the colored bands. Mm-hmm. Like it's not as good. Like some of these colors, like I like the some of the lighter colors, and it doesn't look as nice when it's like a space gray. Or so I think if you got like the uh, the silver aluminum one, it would it would match better. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So you're gonna stick with your uh, probably your black sport band for now. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, anything else Apple Watch related? When's Watch OS two come out? I think they I think they dropped the GM today, the Gold Master, and I, I forget what date the uh, the the update comes out. We're we're clearly not that prepared. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> so what's new with Watch OS two? There's a third party app, or like uh, yeah, like independent apps, I guess. Uh huh. Like that run on the watch. Um, so that was one then, of our big gripes, right? Is just waiting for it to load the app from the phone. Yeah. Hopefully, it makes the apps usable. I don't use any third-party apps right now. Okay. Um, oh, there's like that nightstand thing, right? Yeah. Are you going to use that? Yeah. So, you know, I bought that, you know, that little like uh, elevation product that they're selling at the Apple store now? Okay. It's It basically is just like a little silicone like holder for your charger. Mm-hmm. And then it lets the, the iPhone, or I mean, the it lets the Apple Watch just kind of like lie there. Sideways so, or? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I don't think I've seen that one. So it's like the only, I think, third-party Apple Watch like dock kind of accessory that they're selling there, and they're they're sitting right next to like the sport bands. Okay, um, I'll check it out. So yeah, it's like it's like thirty or forty bucks. Um, it's not like great, but I mean, I I charge it now. Like when I'm at my when I'm at my in-laws' house, I for some reason I I never charge my watch as regularly there. Uh-huh. Um, but I put that dock there, and now it's like it's home. So I've been able to charge it and use it more that's good i i, I might do that actually um i need to get a stand though and, and then maybe use it as an alarm clock yeah. i still have like an old school alarm clock which i don't use for an alarm because i just use my phone yeah but sometimes it's nice to be able to just glance at the you know like glance at the time rather than have it to like pick up my phone and hit the home button yeah i think it would be nice to you know have that we talked about like sleep tracking before yeah that would be nice but I mean, until the battery life is good enough or until they find a way to, I guess we need two Apple Watches, one for sleeping. Uh, I'm interested in the uh, third-party complications. Uh-huh. Although, I, I don't know how many of them, like, I need to see what they're going to look like, right? Like, what, what kind of functionality they add. Yeah. I don't have that many open uh, complications for me to, uh, to kind of put that many or use that many at the same time. Right, yeah. I think I have maybe, like, one spot open. Yeah, me too. And then, like, I was told, like, I think earlier in, in the betas, like, they're really pretty limited as to, like, the number of characters that they can use. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how useful they'll be, but um, it, it could be useful. Like, it could be good. Yeah. We'll see. All right, let's move on because Will doesn't have an Apple Watch, <laughs> and I think he doesn't care okay. about Apple Watch. Yeah. Oh, oh, you guys were talking? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I fell asleep a little bit right there. There's nothing too exciting about the watch. Okay, so the first big thing that they announced was uh, the iPad Pro, right? Yes. What did you think? Are you in? I am in. Well, in except for that keyboard. You don't like the keyboard. Too expensive. Yeah, that that actually is the same thing that I thought. Like the keyboard looked pretty interesting. Um, funny story is that uh, I was talking to Karen over the weekend, and uh, we were kind of discussing like what it could possibly look like, and if they had a keyboard case, and she thought maybe. Uh, they would do like a kickstand as part of the case. And I was like, no, you need to have a kickstand as part of the body, like the surface, right? That's how it works. And uh, of course, they announced one where the uh, kickstand is part of the case. So she was right and uh, I was wrong. <laughs> so she wanted me to uh, mention that. She's listening right now? Is she like over your shoulder? <laughs> she, she's not. Okay, okay. <laughs> that would be creepy. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, the it's like the same like Surface problem in terms of the price of the keyboard, right? Yeah, how much is a Surface keyboard? It's it's also like a hundred, hundred thirty or hundred forty dollars. Yeah, one sixty nine for the uh, the keyboard case. Although I guess if you think about it, like it comes you know with a, with a cover, right? So if you were going to get like a smart cover, which is what I use for my iPad anyway, uh-huh. you know that's like a good forty fifty dollars, right? Yeah, but I think this is something that maybe third party like accessory makers can do a better job of than Apple at like a better price or like something similar at like a better price. They'll definitely come up with a better price. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I, I, I agree. Cause that um, smart connector, I'm sure they will allow other device like 
accessory makers to use, right? Well, so so Logitech already announced that they are going to be the first third-party keyboard that they use the smart connector. Okay. So um, I don't think there was a there might have been a picture I forget. Um, I saw a story on Nine to Five Mac, um, and they didn't announce the price, but I would be surprised if it was one sixty, right, or one sixty nine. Yeah. Um, I would be okay with the Logitech. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they always make like good third-party keyboards and mice and peripherals. I'm kind of not a fan of like the ones that have like the hard case though. Yeah. Like to, yeah. to kind of prop it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would want something that's like, you know, comparable quality, like a Logitech keyboard, but um, that does like the folding kind of like the, the Apple case does. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice to have multiple levels, right? Because that was the nice thing about the Surface Pro 3 was that kickstand that you could just adjust to whatever angle you wanted. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's true. Like this Apple keyboard is just kind of stuck at this one angle. It's like the same yeah. problem the Surface Pro 1 had. Yep. So, the yeah, the keyboard I'm not a fan of, but I think everything else as a package, I'm I'm sold. It kind of solidifies like that, what we were talking about last week. Um, it's just, you know, I think I'd rather have this package than a Retina MacBook. The stylus looks awesome, by the way. The I'm Apple super excited. Pencil. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> the, Don't yes, call it a stylus. The yeah. Pencil. <laughs> yeah. It looks so cool. I, I just want to try it. I mean, I suck at drawing, and so like I know that this is something that I probably wouldn't use that often, personally, but like it looks amazing. Yeah, so I mean, this thing doesn't require any batteries, right? Yeah, there's a light. Although that's, that's a little weird. Oh, no, right? it so, does. It is charged well, on there the is a battery port. Right. Okay. It's a little weird because like you have to charge it by sticking it into the iPad, right? Yeah, yeah. But then that, that makes the iPad like really really long and like i feel like if you like drop it or or, you know you handle it incorrectly you'll just snap the lightning connector off yeah i feel like they should make a dock right is that or maybe it should have come with a dock that you could just like weird it's like a pen holder third-party manufacturers you've got an opening yeah somebody get on that also like it doesn't seem like there's clearly no way for you to like uh, insert the the pencil into the iPad, or like I, they didn't make it clear that it would like stick to the case or anything like that. So it seems like um, it's I don't know. That's a little not ideal. Yeah. So Jason, are you getting an iPad Pro? Um, I was really excited when I saw it. Uh, I was like, wow, this looks awesome. And then the pricing kind of came out, and uh, I'm a little hesitant right now. Okay. So let's talk about the pricing then. So it's uh, seven ninety nine for the base model, which is a thirty two gig, right? Yeah. And then uh, I think they jump all the way to one twenty eight gigs for uh, eight ninety nine. Is it? I think it's eight ninety nine for one hundred twenty eight gigs. So they kind of did what they did with the uh, the phones, right? So thirty two is probably too little, right? Yeah. I think most people will probably want like at least a sixty four gig. Right. It's nine forty nine. Oh, nine forty nine. Okay. Um, and they don't offer a sixty four gig. They they go straight to one twenty eight, right? Mm hmm. And then the next one up is 128 with LTE. Yeah, with the, which has the same like $130 markup. All right, so that would be what, 1079? 10, 10, 1079, yep. I mean, you'd have to get the 949 one, my guess. Or, you know, or if you want LTE, like the, the 799 one, I feel like is a little small. Yeah, it's a like sucker's bargain because once you reach that price point, it's just a way for them to say to <laughs> starting at 799. So. You know, that's not that bad considering like I don't have a laptop at the moment and so I was kind of like you know I, I've been relying on my iPad so if I had one that acted more like a laptop um, you know any laptop I was gonna buy is gonna be more than a thousand dollars anyway but um once you add in the the keyboard 169 and then the, the stylus which I would have to get just because it's so cool um, that's like what like 69 or no 99 pencils like a hundred bucks yeah right so that's two hundred and sixty nine dollars in like accessories alone right so that's like, I don't know, with tax, it's like $1,300 at least. Yeah, I mean, for like the same price, the 949 you could get like an actual like Surface Pro 3 running like Core i5. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I, uh, would you like, would you buy this in the iPad Air 2 form factor? I would. Prefer it over this 13-inch monstrosity? It's it's tough to say. So like that's, that's part of the reason too. So like... Um, I think it would be really cool to have this thing and, and make it more like a laptop uh, replacement. But there are going to be some use cases that I use for my iPad that I just can't use with this thing. Like, you know, on the airplane, my iPad is great, right? This one might be a little too big. Um, 
just lying down in bed and like just reading something and like holding it on top of my, you know, like lying down and holding it up. When that inevitably falls on you, it's going to hurt. This thing seems like it's just like you're going to die, right? Like <laughs> serious chance of death, right? Yeah, it's so, just as heavy as the first iPad. Uh, you're stretching right, a little right, bit right. there. It's not right. that bad. No, no, no. Well, but like I'm saying, like uh, part of the reason why I like my iPad Air 2 Right, is because like it did get so much lighter and so it feels great. And like even then, like sometimes when I'm sleepy, I'm like, oh like this thing's gonna fall on me, right? And if if this like thing is like a twelve point nine inch, one point five pound slab of glass and metal, like I don't know, like I just probably wouldn't use it as much in bed. It would really be like a laptop replacement, right? Like on, on a table or like, you know, on the sofa. So, it, like, if I sold my Air 2 and then I got this instead, like, it would kind of cut out some use cases of my Air 2. Right. Like, I, I think I would miss my Air 2 and sometimes. So, you're not you're not in on the iPad Pro because of the price right now? Yeah. Yeah, probably not. Um, yeah, I, 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 that is a good point, though, that you said, like, it, if they came out with this in the iPad Air form factor. Yeah. And so, like say it came with, like, a keyboard. Inches. Yeah, 9.7 inches. And it had, like, compatibility with the stylus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I would buy that. Say it was like you know two hundred dollars cheaper, three hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah, I think I would buy that. Yeah. Okay, but as it is right now, you're gonna hold off. I think so. You yeah. know what this reminds me of? This reminds me back when there was the 17 inch MacBook. Right now, the pricing structure across iPads, you see. Okay, now we've got an entry level Mini, and we have a you know, more robust mini. And we also have in the regular size, the old uh, air and the, you know, the current air. And then we've got the pro, which is just sitting over here and has a very, very high price premium to it. Um, At first I was really, really excited, but then like Jason said, the price just really, and based off of the restructuring right now, I, I really want uh, a Mini 4 now. That was, that was interesting, though. The Mini 4 is um, constantly – I guess they didn't update the iPad Airs either. But, like, it's like last year's technology in – right? It's so like they didn't skip the generation, right? Mm-hmm. Like they didn't go with the 9X or A9X in the Mini 4. Mm-hmm. They didn't give it force touch. They didn't do any – like they just kind of crammed the iPad Air 2 specs into the iPad Mini. Yeah. And that they didn't update the Air Air Two, which I guess one good thing is that we still have the the best top of the line iPad Air. Yeah, I was happy about that. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. No, I think I'm gonna get this this iPad Pro for the podcast. That's the only reason. Which one you're gonna get? The uh, LTE or no LTE? I think this time I'm gonna go LTE. Wow. Yeah, I'm gonna go. So that's all like in. like fifteen hundred bucks. That with the keyboard and yeah. So that's the other thing is that like. Going into the event, I think what I was saying was I really wish that Apple created like an Apple Surface, right? Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, they did, right? Keyboard case, uh, stylus, and like a huge screen, right? Yeah, you got what you wanted. Well, but so the one thing that I, I think, well, with the price, right, being so expensive or, or you know, over $1,000 is um, I think iOS is the thing that's limiting it. Yeah. Like it's not a, like a Surface is actually like a laptop that can also be a tablet and it also has a stylus and all those things. Um, this is like definitely more geared towards productivity, but like at the end of the day, it's still an iPad, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to be running desktop apps. You're not going to be uh, doing so- like some websites still don't even work as well on iOS than they do, you know, like on the desktop. Right. And so that that'll just, that's not changing, right? Yeah, no, that's true. So that's what like it, it gets me, right? Like I love my iPad and it's good for what it is for the price point, but if I'm going to be paying twice as much, um it's not like it runs three apps at the same time. It doesn't do something crazy um that like my current iPad can't do. Right. Um it doesn't have force touch, it doesn't do any of that stuff. So like I, I think I would wait another generation. Mhm. Mm-hmm. You really love this force touch thing. I mean, you want it on everything. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm just saying that, like, it, it's, it makes it more similar to what I have right now, right? The one thing that I wish is that if they had the stylus support for my iPad, I would just buy a, uh, a pencil for mine. 
that's the thing. I don't think Apple wants everyone to just go out and just buy up these styluses. They're like, hey, uh, you want to use the stylus? Go to the Pro. <laughs> right. No, agreed. Also, I mean, the, other, the one thing that I thought was so cool is um, like the, the low latency on the uh, stylus, on the pencil. Right, right. That is yeah, amazing. Yeah, that looked good. And you got your wish. You got like four speakers or like built-in stereo speakers. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> like true. both sides. Yeah. And like they do that cool thing where like uh, based on like how it's angled, it'll like even uh, like modify what sound comes out of which speaker. Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think you can't replace a lap. Like I wouldn't be comfortable selling my Retina MacBook Pro and right. then buying this and using it as my only laptop. But right. having my safety net of my MacBook Pro that I can still use as my laptop, and then having this as like a, a my Retina MacBook equivalent, you know, like something that's really like light and I can carry around. And if I don't want to carry around the keyboard, I don't have to. Um, I can just carry around like the the iPad Pro and the pencil. This is like everything I'd wanted. I'm, I'm sad they didn't do a OneNote demo, but. I'm guessing OneNote will work great. Ugh, speaking of demos, <laughs> I'm sorry. Microsoft cannot really do great demos. <laughs> that, that was uh, a rough, rough showing uh, right there. But this definitely seemed very great on a, you know, more of a like productivity tool because I noticed that it just seemed very snappy. Uh, everything just went yeah. so quickly. There was like this A9 must be very impressive or this demo was very <laughs> a, a yeah, little yeah. magic going on behind the scenes, but I was very impressed. Yeah. The air two feels great. So, I mean, as long as like the, that display isn't like, you know, yeah, bottlenecking too much, right. yeah, too much of the, of the CPU, then yeah, I think the A9X should be awesome. Do you think they're going to make other uh, accessories that go in the smart connector or, or just kind of like keyboards? I mean, it seems like they left it open, right? It's not. It's not called the smart keyboard connector. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that they're they're on the right track here. Like, it's it's a lot of what I want. Um, I, I probably will wait just one generation to see what they'll add next time. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a pretty good Reve product. Yeah, pretty solid. So I'll probably get go in on this and then sell it before the rumored next one comes out. Okay. Uh, the next product they announced, Apple TV. William, what do you think? I'm in. I'm in. Uh, though there was one thing that really I was really a little bit let down on. Uh, rumors were saying that, oh, this is going to be all about, there's going to be a huge gaming component right here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing me Crossy Road to the big screen. <laughs> With Thanks. multiplayer, though. Multiplayer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that that's great. <laughs> or that second person can be like, you know what? I'll pass and just play it on my iPhone. Yeah. All right. So let's back up a little bit and talk about what the new Apple TV is. Okay. So it's running uh, TVOS, right? Which I think is a variant of iOS nine. Uh huh. Um, I think it, the price is uh, one hundred forty nine dollars for a thirty two gig model, which I I was actually pleasantly surprised by. Yeah. Um, and then there's a sixty four gig model for one ninety nine. Yeah. Which, again, with the pricing makes you think, well, if I'm already spending this... Yeah, but, okay, so... Uh, but it's a TV device, so you may not need as much. Uh, also, so my friend Drackett uh, sent me some links after the event, and uh, apparently uh, apps on the Apple TV are limited to 200, gig, or 200 megabytes. Uh, okay. and anything beyond 200 megabytes, they need to have readily available to stream. Okay. Um, so it's not like you're going to be loading this thing up with like six gigabyte games, right? Like the apps are relatively small. Um, I just don't see, I, 32 seems like more than enough. Yeah. Wait, so how can they put 32 gigs in here for 149 and they keep the new iPhone, which we'll talk about soon, <laughs> at 16 gigs? Like it's just. And yeah, it doesn't make any sense. They should have done it the other way around and like done 16 gigs for the Apple TV and then. 32 gigs. This is so uh, infuriating, but okay. So I mean, it's clear that, well, it's, at least to me, my opinion is like they just want to bump everyone up to the 299 yeah, price point. Yeah. Uh, and so by, you know, claiming that 16 is enough, they can just go with, you know, everyone's going to just buy the 299 one and all of a sudden they're making an extra $100. And then given the amount of iPhones that they sell, that's like huge amounts of money, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, business wise, I understand it, but it's just a little dickish. 
Oh, yeah. It's really crappy. Yeah. Um, all right. So we have, so it's cheap. It is, the Apple TV is cheaper than I thought. Yeah. And then there's a new remote. Uh, Very impressive. a little touchpad. Yeah. I thought it looked awesome. I really, really like the remote. Um, I don't know. It has a lot of buttons now. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I, I like <laughs> that it has, I like that it has volume up and down. That's actually really nice. Yeah. I hate having to like use two remotes with my Apple TV. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I think is a little weird about it is that, uh, you like if you want to use this as a gamepad, uh-huh. um, it looks a little small. Yeah, and and the buttons are like not even on each side. So like if you want to use like the touchpad as the D pad and then like the buttons, it, it seems like that would not be ideal. Well, I noticed one thing briefly during during the keynote. They showed uh, transistor for being sale on the uh, TVOS like App Store, right. and it did say. Uh, in very tiny writing, controller support. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is no, optional. No. So right. I'm sure that you can buy third, like those uh, MFI. Yeah, those MFI controllers, and hopefully this will like make people actually make good ones, and and people will actually buy them. And you know, so hopefully those there's a market there. But like uh, the dream of like oh this is going to be like a Wii and it's going to use motion controller and all that stuff. Like I just don't see it as a good controller, right? So if you want to use this as game, you pretty much have to buy a, a third-party controller. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's heavily reliant. There's a new UI that's reliant on Siri, right? Or I guess it's not reliant on Siri, but you can use Siri to do lots of cool things. Um, I actually thought it looked really nice. Yeah. Yeah, it looked really good. It seemed to work really well. I think that yeah. when people used it, they said it was pretty nice. Like the best thing is that like using the touchpad instead of like you know actual buttons means like to go like you know three icons to the right you can just like kind of swipe to the right kind of like what we're used to with our phones and everything like that we don't need to like tap 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 a bunch of times just to get like, across the screen which is huge and then it uses a uh, Bluetooth instead of uh, IR yeah oh yeah and the other thing was it actually uses the CEC right to oh, yeah, control it does. your right, TV. Right. Yeah, so, so, I mean, you need a newer TV, and it'll probably have to be on, like, one specific input, because um, not all of them, I think, are enabled with CEC. So, how does that work? Um, I, I think it's just, it just allows a device, like, there's some, like, data component to it. Okay. So, there's, like, some communication. I think it's just, like, what does it stand for again? Like, consumer electronics control? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, just any device can like talk to your TV and like that. I think it controls the volume and power that way. Oh, so it doesn't even use IR? I don't think so, no. Okay, so... Because the remote is Bluetooth, right? Right, so then like they said it can turn your TV on and then switch it to the right input, right? Yeah. yeah. But there's no TV button. I mean, do you think that like when the Apple TV is asleep, if you just hit the home button, it will turn your TV on, switch to the Apple TV input? I think it so. Should, yeah. It should, because CEC uh, does allow for that. I mean, the Xbox One actually has that built in Yeah. Uh, when you configure it to do that. So it shouldn't be that much of a stretch. Right, right, right. Uh, oh, that's cool. It, it's, it's a really neat feature. Yeah. I mean, luckily, I, I both of my TVs are bought within the past year, so I think that they are compatible, but yeah, they probably do. And I'm thinking yeah. most people who are looking to buy an Apple TV probably have bought a television in, <laughs> recently. Yeah. They're not exactly hooking this up to a CRT. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I think the UI looked really good. Um, I, I'm actually really impressed with the Apple TV. Well, you can tell that, like, you know, this will only get better once they actually come out with that rumored, like, subscription service or the streaming service. Um, but, like, the universal search is another big feature. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That's pretty cool. It only works with certain apps right now, but it works with all the ones that I need, like Netflix, Hulu, HBO Go, Showtime, right? And iTunes, obviously. Stop trying to make Apple Music happen, though. <laughs> I'm actually interested in that. I mean, I, I need the Sonos support. I haven't been using Apple Music lately because of no Sonos support. As soon as they said uh, App Store, I'm like, great. So my wife can use Pandora yeah, yeah. and I can use Spotify. Perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the other big feature, App Stores. Um yeah, I mean, I, I think this is like a, a good product. Um, mm-hmm. I, I might actually even last last time I said I was going to buy one and then just use my Apple TV three as my uh, bedroom version yep. or a bedroom box, but um, I think I'm going to buy two. Nice. So, can I interest anyone in buying an old Xbox 360? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, thank. You. I think I think uh, it's definitely time to upgrade some media center stuff. Uh, but I remember last episode talking about the HBO app on the Xbox One and how it looked beautiful. And I noticed that, wait a minute, 
the HBO app that they just showed briefly is the exact same like UI interface, so it's going to look really, really good. Um, I was also really, really impressed with MLB TV. That oh yeah, that's awesome. That uh, was wow. Take my money, uh, MLB Premium. Yeah, I mean, I don't use MLB TV, but like, I just thought that that demo showed like the future of television, right? So like, um, and I, I'm not an expert on this, but like. It was really cool when he was watching the Mets game and then like there's a little, you know, like that notification that comes up and it was like Jose Bautista's at bat, right? Because uh, it knows, it, it kind of gives you push notifications and you can watch multiple, and then like you can click it and it'll like switch to like a split screen view. Mm-hmm. So you watch two games at the same time. Um, it was like a really slick interface. It's something that people would probably want. It's almost like it reminded me of like uh, the Red Zone channel, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Where like you could, you could foresee like they'll be like, oh, like... I know the Jets are about to score, and you're like, "Oh my god, I have to watch this because they never score, right?" So like, you can like, you can switch over to the game, and it'll be like, "Oh, you can type in your fantasy football roster yeah. and do all that stuff." Like that seems like it's just uh, better than the current system where it's just like kind of dumb video streams that are coming into the cable box, right? And like the the box doesn't really know too much about what you're watching or you know stuff like that. So like this seems like uh, if we get video delivered through like an app system where we can get push notifications from other apps even, or you can be like, you know, this is on, do you want to switch? Um, like, that could be pretty useful. Yeah, NHL's coming, so right now we need the NFL and NBA to get on it and uh, come up with their apps. Uh, yeah. I, I still wish we were, I mean, we're getting closer every single time, but we're still not at the a la carte solution yet. Uh Next year, I, apparently. I don't know. I, I, I have faith, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, while you're waiting for it, you can uh, shop on guilt. <laughs> oh, God. That looked oh, terrible. Yawn. <laughs> <laughs> well, one yawn. thing that I thought was interesting, they didn't do any like overlay of Twitter or social media aspect. Yeah. Um, which, you know, might be a good thing. Because I don't know how how useful that is, or whether people actually use that, or or whether it's actually something that people want. But you think just with social media, like um, that, that would be something that they would no yeah. do not want. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. No, I can no, see that as an option, but definitely do not want. Could you imagine that if you're uh, watching something live, like a playoff game, and just seeing all of your friends tweeting about said playoff game? Well, like, it could be cool. Uh, yeah, as, as an option. Right, right, right. <laughs> Clearly as an option, right? Um, I don't know. I, I think there's something that could be done there that could be cool. But um, we'll see. Uh, what, what do you think about Siri? Do you like that, that, that demo stuff right now? Like, would you use that? Yeah, I mean, I think I would. But, uh, I mean, like, the search and stuff look cool. Um, and what was, like, it was, like, you could find out who was in the movie. I mean, it seemed like a lot of, like, Amazon Fire TV kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Right? I don't know that I would use like who's in the movie, but like the search is cool, right? Like show me Game of Thrones, right? And it goes, or they did like show me that mo- episode of Modern Family with uh, yeah, yeah. Edward Norton, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it goes right to that episode. Like that kind of stuff is pretty cool, right? Just because it's like input on like, you know, where you have to search for Modern Family and like type it in with a remote is going to be pretty crappy, right? So if you just say like, uh, show me Modern Family, that saves so much time. I could see it being used, uh, especially since the uh, just show me like new action releases. That would be something I would definitely use. But some of the like more nuanced search things, I rarely, yeah. I rarely would use. But I could definitely see uh, it use being used for just quick uh, spur of the moment. I want to see a comedy. Show me comedies. Yeah, or even like uh, like watch the next episode of uh, Daredevil, right? And like it'll just go right to that, right? You don't need to open the Netflix app and then like navigate to Daredevil, which you would think would be so easy to do, but so many uh, providers and services get it like completely wrong. Uh, like my smart TV, the Vizio just totally forgets which uh, Hulu episode you're on. It's like, hey, I know you're keeping track of this show, but. <laughs> Um, I was a little disappointed that there was no like always on Siri comp- component or no HomeKit support, yeah, or anything like that. No, no mention of that. I mean, it just seems like something that they're going to bake in at a later time. Like, I feel like the yeah. foundation is there, and maybe 
you know, they just didn't want to turn it on yet. Maybe there's not enough like home kit penetration yet either. So yeah, like, no, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I think it's something that they'll definitely put in. Oh, I, I also want one other thing is that um, I know Gruber had mentioned uh, on some other podcasts. I mentioned that like just scrubbing and like fast forwarding, rewinding on like these streaming, like streaming boxes was always kind of a crappy experience. Mm hmm. Uh, but it looked pretty good. I, I can't tell. Like, so when they did it in the demo, it looked like it was something that was already downloaded and playing locally. Um, but you can use a touchpad to kind of uh, scrub back and forth, and it looked super fluid and like you look like you can get to pretty much exactly where you want it to go. Uh, so if they solved that, that would be huge. Yeah. Okay. And anything else for the Apple TV? The games were disappointing, I thought. Um, did you see that? The Guitar Hero and stuff will be on there, and like Skylanders. I saw Guitar Hero, and then I saw like the Harmonics game. The Harmonics game looked kind of kind of crappy. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's like I don't know. I get, I'm assuming you're gonna have to buy like the you know the guitar the, controllers. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully, you'll have friends who also uh, are buying the same thing too. Because I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll, I don't we'll think see. Do like multiplayer on there, but you know, if you're just like if it's just you and. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, oh, the other one, the other thing that they mentioned was uh, Universal Apps, TV, iPad, iPhone. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I was I was asking Will if he thought there was going to be like some kind of like cross-buy or something. Uh, but yeah, it looks like they did it. That's really nice. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, so, I mean, I think that the games are still a work in progress. Um, I mean, it could, it could be cool. I, I'm curious to see what kind of apps there are. Like, I'm not too interested in seeing Facebook on my TV. Or, or stuff like that, but um, if there could be some cool apps, I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they they didn't announce that rumored Periscope app too. But wasn't it like shown in a picture? Oh, was it? I think so. Oh, okay. Like in like the in like an app store or something. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty bullish on like the app store, and like I think they can make some cool things and all of these features. So, I mean, I, I think it's a good product. It's probably the best one that they show today. Um. And it's coming out when in October, right? Late October, I think mm -hmm. it said. So they haven't announced anything like pre-order wise, right? No, not for this one. And then the the iPad Pro is November. Okay. Um, but they didn't announce when you can start pre-ordering or anything like that. The last thing, iPhones. Yeah. Save the best for last. <laughs> you, so you thought the iPhones were the best? Um. Well, no, not actually. <laughs> I think the iPhone camera was great. <laughs> I, I actually. Um, I was actually kind of impressed with the iPhone. I was more impressed with like that upgrade plan. Like that was a complete surprise. Oh, who else? You want to talk about that? Let's talk about everything. So let's just start with the iPhone. Okay. So the first feature that they demo, well, so it's obviously increased specs, right? So uh, there's an A9 processor, which I hear is uh, up to two times faster, right? Okay. That's pretty good because I mean, I, my six. Seems a little slow now, but um, I remember when I first got it, it was like really fast. So if it's like two times faster, that, that, that's a pretty good improvement. Um, one thing that I actually didn't, they obviously didn't mention the RAM specs, right? Because they never do. Yeah. But uh, I was watching a video just before we started recording, uh, MKBHD. Yeah. And he says that he thinks it's only one gig of RAM still. No, stop. Uh, I don't. It wasn't confirmed, and I've actually just tried to do a quick Google search to see, and like I haven't seen a definitive answer. Uh huh. Um, so he could be wrong, but um, I, I hope he's wrong. <laughs> I mean, was he allowed to check like the? I don't think he did like Geekbench or anything like that to to see, um, or any like you know diagnostic tests. But um, I so I don't I don't know what his source was, but he says that it it looks like one gig. Oh, that would be so disappointing. That would be really bad. Yeah, uh, I would really. Look, that's like one of the things I'm most looking forward to. Um, so yeah, you know, they, um, as as the rumors said, they they introduced a 3D touch screen. Uh huh. What did you guys think, uh, Mike? Um, I mean, I think they like what we were worried about was them coming up with good uses. And I think that, you know, they added things that, like, they're, like, quality of life improvements. Right. They save on, like, taps. They save on, like, going into things. Like, they seem... I, I feel like it may make things more complicated for, like, someone like, like my parents. I, I, I don't know if they're going to, like, realize at first that they can, like, you know, 3D touch versus just touch. Uh, but I think for us, I think it'll be really great. But I, I think that's part of the beauty, right? Is that, like... 
on the one hand, you can think of it in like, oh, what so what? They're just like uh, like more options or like, you know, that's like a little sub menu or like shortcuts, right? Mm-hmm. But like because it's not something that you need to rely on for most things, you know, there are a couple of things like the, the live photos and, and stuff. But um, it's not something that you need to rely on. Like people like my mom say she doesn't ever force touch or 3D touch. She's not like missing out on half the experience, right? Sure. She's just maybe like uh, there's a slightly faster way of doing it, but like you know, really, does it really make that much of a difference? Probably not, right? Yeah, but I'm more worried about her, like or them, like inadvertently activating it and then being like, oh, what just oh, happened? Like I meant oh. to, yeah. Like I feel like it, it removes some of like what makes the iPhone so intuitive. Oh. Yeah, no, I, I think point. it's really good for power users, you right. know, and I think, you know, most users, if they don't want to use it, they don't have to. But I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm going to get a lot more calls from my parents like, oh, I was <laughs> trying to do this and like this thing popped up and like, or I was trying to look at my email and then I, it didn't open. It like showed up for a second and then it disappeared or. Right. No, no, that's a good point. Like someone had said like, you know, oh, well, now that they have 3D touch, uh, how do you make the icons jiggle and like delete stuff? And, you know, I think the answer is just. You don't put any pressure and you just long press on the icons like you normally do, right? Right, right. But now it's like if you happen to put a little bit more pressure by accident, uh, now it's not going to do that. It's going to do something else, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a good point. I wonder if they'll have like a calibration uh, for uh, users when they first set up their phone to alleviate from that. Just like from the beginning, uh, just be like, oh, like okay, training? You- yeah, use your phone like you normally would, and then yeah. then they would introduce. Now try to press on your phone, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. to try to separate uh, from inadvertently activating uh, 3D touch. But I yeah, see yeah. it as a great uh, use for power users. All of the demonstration examples were, oh, like oh I could see myself using that. I could see myself doing that and that and yeah, that. Yeah, they really hit it out of the park on that one. Yeah, it was actually way. Uh, more like extensive than I thought it was going to be, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I like the uh, like the peak, and then you like go right in, especially when they did it in the messages, and you can like peak for the airline time, and then you can like peak for your calendar. Um, like peeping, peeking, <laughs> peeking into the uh, like the text message. Uh, eh, it's not as important. I don't know that I would do that, but like Safari previews or for Bitly links, things like that. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say something, but I why, why did they rename it? You think, or why did they name it 3D Touch instead of Force Touch? Because I mean, you heard Federighi, right? He <laughs> he made he mistake, Force right? Touch. Yeah, he called it Force Touch. Um, I would say it's marketing, right? Well, it's like twofold, right? So there's actually a second level, right? So it's actually like an improvement over Force Touch, uh huh. Because now it's not just like a normal tap and then like a, a Force Touch. It's like a a force touch and then a, a deeper force touch, right? right? But isn't like on the MacBooks, right? Can't isn't there like various degrees, like when you're scrubbing through a video or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it can tell pressure, but like there's like the the event is the click, right? Right, right. So like I think the um, the uh, the trackpad still only has one click, like one force touch click. You can like it can sense the pressure between the two clicks, but like there's still just two event states, right? Like. There's like the regular click and the right, um, but this one has three. So I mean, and and I think it's just marketing, right? 3D seems like it's like a buzzword, so it's 3D touch and it's a 3D screen, and right. Here comes Samsung with 4D. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that that's my guess, um, and probably the force touch is just seems like a, a creepy like. I'm going to force touch you, right? Whereas so do, like yeah. 3D touch. <laughs> Don't so 3D say that touch, ever again. <laughs> right. So 3D touch seems like uh, it's a safer word and it sounds like so a more So do you think they're going to like deprecate force touch? Like in the watch and the... Yeah, I, I would I would see, I would assume they would do like 3D touch for everything, right? It seems like the next evolution of force touch. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so we got uh, our 3D touch. We got faster processors. We got new cameras. New cameras, uh, twelve megapixels on the back and five megapixels in the front. Okay, what was the what was the front camera before the selfie cam or FaceTime? I think it was I'm only sorry. like two megapixels, maybe. Okay, so that's a pretty big jump. Yeah, and then it has the flash. Yeah, including that uh, Retina flash. Yeah, <laughs> the Retina flash. I like how they more marketing. Um, but uh, I do think that it was pretty cool that they like had that little chip to make it uh, shine brighter than normal. Um, and then they also like calculate the ambient color. Right, right. 
So it's not like, you know, the, the lazy way of doing it is just like, oh, let's just flash a normal... A white screen at maximum brightness, yeah. Right, 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 right. But like they were like, oh, let's make it capable of going brighter than normal and also like change the color, right? So I thought that was like well thought out. Yeah. Um, and then there's, uh, you know, like 12 megapixel rear camera without sacrificing quality. Right. Um, that's one of those, I'll have to see the photos. Um, I personally thought, what was it before? Eight megapixels. I personally thought that was a good size and I wish they would just improve the quality, like improve low light performance or make a faster lens or something like that, rather than bump it to 12 megapixels and then, um, just keep the quality the same. But I guess, I mean, part of it might be that they need a bigger, like more megapixels for the 4k video. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's related. I would think so for the 4K video and also just to keep the iPhone as a flagship device because, you know, flagship on the other side, uh, Android, Yeah, it's like you see 12. Yeah, I mean, I see that. I mean... Okay, so were you happy with uh, live photos? That's weird, I think, <laughs> no, right? No, Harry, <laughs> Harry Potter fo- uh, paintings? No, yeah, yeah. I'll pass on that. Yeah, I mean, this is, like, a really stupid thing, but, like, so the way that... It, okay, so live photos, it's like, it, it's on by default, right? Uh-huh. And so it's just capturing a little bit before and a little bit after the photo that you normally take anyway, right? So yeah. I think it's, like, 1.5 seconds before and 1.5 seconds after. Right, right. Um, and then the way you see it is, like, it comes out, it shows, like, a normal photo, and if you force touch it, it'll play the video loop, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I'll have to see. It, it seems a little weird, and it's also weird that it's on by default. Yeah, and slowly eating away at that 16 gigs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And well, they claim that like they do it in an efficient way, but I mean, I wonder, like I'm sure someone will do a comparison with it off and on and see how big the files are. Um, it could be cool though. I wonder like it would be cooler if they did it by default and then like say the still that you took was blurry, if uh-huh. you could swap it out with a non-blurry one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mean, if they're catching if they're capturing like multiple photos anyway, uh, maybe you won't get any blurry photos or, you know, you'll get a better one, right? Um, so that that seems like something that, that they could tap into, but I they didn't say anything about that. Yeah, we touched on this last time, but 4K is confirmed, right, for video? Yep. Yes. So, Will, you're happy. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the videos look good. I mean, the, the photos look really good, too. Um, did you guys... I just actually just rewatched that portion of the keynote right before we recorded, and I didn't see this the first time, but, like... When you flip through your photos now, like the now that the live photos is on by default, uh, it will show a little bit of the animation every time. I mean, that's pretty cool. Well, so I need to see what they look like because, like, when you yeah, look at like so Apple's old. versions, like it's like when you look at like you go to yeah, the Apple Store yeah, and you true. see like their photo library, and it's like, whoa, this looks so cool. And then I look at my photo library, and it's like ten of the same picture, and like the half of them are blurry, right? Like, if they all look really crappy, then like. Um, it's not as yeah, cool, I feel but. like a lot of these photos would look good if you had like a tripod, right? Yeah, like right, you're right, just, right. You're, you're just capturing a photo and like, oh, the cars are moving, but like everything else is not. Or like, I'm standing there and the waterfall is moving, but nothing else is not. Yeah, but you'll see how like unsteady my hands are. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So we'll see. All right. So what else with the iPhone? Uh, Touch ID 2.0, uh, because I use Touch ID a lot, and it's. A little slow sometimes. Well, didn't they increase the speed of Touch ID in the iPhone 6, or did they not do that? I thought they did. Still a little slow. <laughs> yeah, may- maybe that was all related to, like, uh, like CPU Possibly, processing. yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that's interesting. I-, I haven't heard anyone mention, like, how fast it is, but they claim that it's second-generation Touch ID. So, that I mean, I guess that's good news. Is that in the iPad Pro? Touch ID, or the second-generation? Second Touch ID. I don't know. If it's not, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I thought that the the iPhone was a pretty solid bump. Like they they increased the Wi-Fi speed, right? They increased the LTE speed. Yeah, um, that's always nice. Just need AT and T to speed up. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, and iOS nine, you get uh, Wi-Fi calling too. Finally. Well, once once AT and T turns it on. Yeah. So you wanted to talk, uh, Mike, about the installment plan. Uh, I did. Which sounds amazing. Uh, I mean, I'm actually still on a two-year because I'm on the two-year subsidized plan because I wanted to keep unlimited data. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. 
Um, but I was like, they still was, let you get away with that. Yeah. Yeah. But I was talking with Jess cause she's also on unlimited data. Um, and then we were trying to figure out it's, it's her like off year. So I upgrade my contract years are on like the S upgrades. Mm-hmm. So this is technically my upgrade to use. And then she is like on the, like the regular numbered. So every like iPhone five, six, seven, that's when she's due for an upgrade. But do you just give her your old phones or does she actually like, cause you upgrade every year, right? I upgrade every year. I usually steal like my parents upgrades uh, on, okay. on like okay. my off years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know, like this, the plan is appealing to me. Like, okay, well let's maybe first talk about, it. I don't have anything on it right now. Let me see. I looked up the, uh, cause I'm thinking about getting the six plus, 6S plus 64 gigs. Uh, that one is $40 and 75 cents, I think. Yeah. And then, so, okay, so this installment plan is kind of like, like AT&T Next, Verizon, whatever it's called. Um, it's just like you pay, they separate the price of the phone from the plan, right? Right. So right now, like where I get my phone for $199, but I'm basically paying the cost of the phone in my monthly plan. Right. So whatever the price is, say it's like, I don't know, $650, right? You take the extra $450 that you're not paying and then they just amortize that over the 24 months of your plan so your plan is you know whatever 450 divided by 24 right right more each month yeah and then you are on AT&T next right right so that separates out the plan so your plan is cheaper than my plan yeah my right my plan stays the same and then when i upgrade depending i can choose like a 20 month cycle i think or like a you know i forget what the two the two cycles are, but they'll just take the whole $650, divide it by that, and they'll just add that on for those however many months I choose. Yeah. Uh, so so if you never upgraded a phone, like after you paid for the phone, your plan over time would be cheaper than mine, right? Right, right. Okay. So how does this stack up to like AT&T Next? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I need to see like what AT&T Next plan would be. I think that this is a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you get Apple Care, right? But you do get Apple Care Plus built in. So Apple Care Plus is what, like ninety bucks or a hundred bucks or something like that. Um, and then you get it for two years. And this is like you get this. You're supposed to get a phone every year, right? With this. Well, so I think that you well a so you a, you get Apple Care Plus and you also get an unlocked phone. Right. So whereas my AT&T phone, I bought it on the AT&T Next plan. Uh-huh. And then probably about three months after I got the AT&T Next plan, I was paying like $30 or $35 a month or something like that. Right. Um, I had to go to Morocco. So I wanted it unlocked. And the only way to unlock it is to pay it off. So I just paid the entire thing off. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then my plan was cheaper, but, um, you know, I, I had to pay it off. Whereas with the, if I had gotten it from Apple uh, and you go abroad, your phone is already unlocked, right? So you don't need to make a lump sum payment to pay it off before you leave. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of nice. So is this something that you're interested in? I mean, it was unexpected announcement today, right? Yeah, it was, it was a surprise. Um, I, need to, I need to crunch the numbers. Uh-huh. Um, part of it is actually, I mean, I did get Apple Care Plus for my phone anyway, and this is the year that I didn't drop it or break it. <laughs> so um, <laughs> we'll see. But like, it's, it's kind of appealing that I'm giving my money to Apple more than I'm giving it to AT&T, right? So yeah. if, if the price is very similar and I don't need to go through AT&T's pre-order process and I can just order it from the Apple store and pick it up at the Apple store and, and do all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of appealing to me. So if the price is like roughly the same within like a dollar or two a month, mm-hmm. uh, I might just do that. Okay. How about you, Will? Oh, I'm definitely counting down uh, because I'm also on the AT&T Next plan. I'm just counting down until my payments are done and just jumping over to uh, Apple as soon as possible because I would rather have the Apple Store experience versus an AT&T experience. Yeah, I feel like ordering from AT&T is always so crappy too. Yep, agreed. Plus there's like a, there's like an AT&T activation fee. I, now that I mention it, um, there's like at least a $35 fee that I pay every time I upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so like that, you know, say it's only like $3 more or $2 more, like you'll make that up with the fee, right? So like it's, it's roughly the same. Um, one, one thing that I was going to make, oh, so they said you get a new iPhone every year, but I think you need to, so after 12 months, you're eligible to trade in your existing phone and then you can restart and sign another two-year contract with whatever the new phone is. Okay, so how much, like let's say you trade it in, like how much would you spent over those 12 months then? Like 40, 75 times 12? 
It's like right. four hundred ninety dollars. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I need, I don't to, do know. The, I need yeah. to do the numbers. <laughs> that may not be so great then, because you could probably sell it for more, right? It may be worth it just to like keep. After about a year, you can probably get like three hundred fifty dollars or so for it. Okay, probably. so maybe it's maybe not that much different, and then you ha- you avoid all the hassle of having to like meet someone from Craigslist. Well, I wonder what kind of condition it needs to be in. Right. Like, is it just working condition? Because like, I can do that, right? But <laughs> is it is it like it needs to be in perfect condition? Because I mean, it seems like they're not so concerned about like the 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 resale value when you send it. You're not selling it to them, right? Right, right. You just give it to them, and they just give you a new one. So that's kind of cool. And you're cool, continuing right? to pay them, so that's why they're like great. Oh no, no right, right, right. But like. Uh, if I if your goal is like oh I can make more money by selling it on Craigslist you kind of had to keep it in pretty good condition mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, to kind of maximize that resale value. Yeah. Whereas if you're like ah eh, you know what well, this is just a rental I'm gonna just trade it in I just need to not break it right. Um, that's you know much easier to do. Yeah. All right. So iPhone Jason you're in. Yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm in. Plus. Success plus right. Sixty four gigs. Yes. White. Rose gold. Oh silver. Okay. <laughs> Are you getting rose gold? I'm not getting rose. Jess is going to get rose gold. Oh yeah, I think for girls it looks pretty good. Yeah, it, it's like a very pink rose gold. Yeah, it is kind of yeah. Like when they announced the uh, when they released the first gold, it was like oh, it's not that gold, but like this is pretty pink. Yeah, this I would call yeah like pink gold. Um, William, uh, I have to wait. Uh, it's always tough seeing the S models uh, yeah. because it's like. I'd rather wait for seven, but and my upgrade cycle would probably run into the sevens release. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to hold off, but I would definitely recommend this to my wife who's still using a five S. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think if you're, yeah, if you're like two off, then for sure it's time to upgrade. Um, I'm going in again, one twenty eight gig iPad. I mean, iPhone six S plus. Um, Gold? No. Rose gold. No, I'll probably stay with uh, with space gray. Oh, interesting. I'm actually really happy with my white iPad. Really? Yeah. So I'm going to go with the white one this time. I've yeah. never had a uh, a white phone, but yeah, I mean, all like the the pictures show like the like either silver or the rose gold or the gold, right? Yeah, they, they didn't actually mention the uh, the other thing was like the animated backgrounds. Oh yeah, yeah. So they didn't change the screen technology. Right? Yeah, I don't think so. They didn't mention it in that. Yeah, I'm sure that would have been uh, worth a mention. Yeah, but they showed the animated things. I think when they first announced, like when they showed it on the screen, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. They showed some kind of animated. Or it looked like what what the leaked pictures showed at least. Yeah, but I don't think they mentioned it at all. Yeah. Oh, did you see they they um, lowered the price of the iCloud storage plans? Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> what well, one dollar for me because I have the uh, the 200 gig plan. Oh, you do. Yeah. Do you use the use a 20 gig plan? Uh, no, I have the 200 gig plan also. Oh yeah, so it's 399 to 299. But my dad, he uses a. It used to be the 20 dollar or 20 gig plan for 99 cents. Yeah. But now he gets 50 gigs. Yep. So Which good. has now like sold me. I'm like 50 gigs for a dollar. Yeah, yeah that's, I'll do that's that. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's solid. Um, I, I wish that they let family plans like uh, share iCloud data. I don't know. I don't know if I want that. No, just just not not that like I can see my dad's files and stuff like that, but like the quota space, right? Like, so you want to take whatever they're not using? No, no, no. no. Well, he can use what I'm not using. Like, he doesn't need to pay an extra dollar because like I don't use anywhere close to 200 gigs. I just use more than 50 gigs, right? Or yeah, yeah. I might use more than 50 gigs, right? But like that'll that's 200 gigs is enough for like you know my whole family, right? Um, but if everyone needs to get their own 50 gig plan, like it, it adds up. They also one other thing that they did was um, so they didn't get rid of the six and six plus right, but you can no longer get them in gold. Yeah, I'm telling you, gold is the way to go. Yeah, you can only get it's them in only silver. for high end people. Yeah, <laughs> that's so weird. So now uh, Min's phone can uh, you can sell it for more. I can sell it for more. Yeah. Though I definitely like how they they are keeping the there's an iPhone for every price point still. Yeah. So what happened to the C? It's gone, right? I think like so. that body style is gone. Yeah, the 5S is a cheap one. Yeah. So um, no more like candy colored, like plasticky. I mean, that, I like that phone, but yeah, it looked pretty good. It just seems like a waste. Like it was there as like the cheap phone, and then it just like disappeared. Like they didn't yeah. put like new guts into that body. 
You want plastic on your phone? Just buy a plastic case, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like rumors of like a like a four gig, uh, four inch phone that's going to be released maybe next year. Um, I don't know that I buy that, but there's always rumors. So this is it, right? No more events this year. Um. Yeah. I mean, are we expecting any new products? Are we expecting a new iMac? That 4K we iMac. Ha- we yeah. better see new products. I mean, I think I mean, we are expecting the like the right the 22 inch or 21.5 inch uh, yeah. 4K. And like I mean, Sky Intel's Lake got a stuff. whole line yeah. of chips. Yeah, Skylake's out. So right now, Whoa. I could buy a Dell that would have a better chip than my so, very expensive Mac. So I think spec bumps and like even even to an extent like the, the smaller iMac at 4K. Now that they have a bigger iMac at 5K, I don't think that's a big deal. Um, I think that's something that they can just open the store and just be like, all right, we have new Macs, right? Or like we have new processors in our, in our MacBook Pros or, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that used to be worthy of events, but I guess now it's... Uh... The only thing that would be worthy of an event is like if they did refresh the MacBook Pro line to have like a USB-C port and only, you know, like if they made it slimmer and lighter, th- then maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's just like... The same form factor, just updated specs. I don't think they need to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they need to do. Well, they still oh, have uh, to do it. Right. Right. They need to do it. But like, they, they, there's no need to uh, hold hold an event for that. So, so no new iPad Air two, or no new iPad Air this year. Yeah. So I mean, it seems like they they just updated the iPad Mini, right? They just skip a year. So it's like a TikTok, except for like next year they'll only update the iPad Air and no iPad Mini, and then the year after they'll only. Is that what you think they're going to do? I don't think so. I think it's just so hard to predict Apple right now, like with their iPads. Like too too many resources spent on the Pro that they just couldn't do both at the same time. Yeah, I think so. I well, think maybe uh, right now we're going to be because isn't the 6s going to be using the A9? Yeah, the success uses the A9, right? There could be we could be running into manufacturing like issues in space. So it's like, okay, we're gonna keep the nine for just solely for uh, phones right now, and until the eight, until uh, we actually reach like a large enough, you know, just backlog uh, inventory of phones out there, then we'll refresh some iPads and put the A9 into those. Oh, so you think like maybe a March update? Like I wonder what they think about like um like this was like a huge event and like last year was like pretty huge, right? Like they had, I mean the watch didn't come out, but they announced the watch and they had like all new stuff, like huge announcements all in the fall, right? Yeah. Um and this year I guess they had a little bit in the in the spring because they had the watch announcement and then like um like the watch release. But other than that, like nothing really came out in the spring, right? Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I, I assume maybe next year, next spring, they would release Apple Watch Two. Um, but I wonder if they do, like, if they want everything in the fall. Like, do they want these huge events in the fall, or do they want to stagger it out? It just hasn't worked out that way. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's not a horrible time to release things because everything is releasing before the holiday season, right? Like October, November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is perfect timing for the holidays. But then it'd be nice also if they like ramped up because I don't know how supply constrained they'll be. You know, because maybe they could sell Everything's more. coming out at once with the same processors and everything. Yeah, yeah. And, like, usually there's, like, a little bit of, uh, like, they, you know, they run out of stuff, like, the first, like, few weeks. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to run out of, like, iPad Pros, but... Or like, you don't think so. I don't think they're going <laughs> to no. run out of Apple TV. I, I actually, I remember there were rumors that it was going to be, like, s- severely uh, constrained this year, but probably not because of demand. Um, probably be, maybe it's really tough to make. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I could see the iPad Pro being a little tough to get. I mean, not like super tough, uh, not like iPhone tough because like there's just too much demand. Um, but, uh, and hopefully there's no demand, uh, no product constraints on the, uh, on the Apple TV. I could see that happening because this seems like a perfect Christmas gift. Yeah, and I could does. see that being a huge rush item. And I just don't think it would be that hard to make that. Right. Not like, not hard to make, but I could see retailers being like, "Oh, we didn't we didn't order enough," and the Apple Store being way too crowded. That could be. Yeah, uh, that's true. and the, the the same typical uh, iPhone difficulties. Do do you envision like uh, or waking up at three in the morning and then maybe like doing one of those things? Like, I mean, buying the la- whatever the last thing we bought was pretty. Oh, the, the Apple Watch. Watch. Yeah. Yeah, but I that mean, sold out really quickly, right? 
It did, but it wasn't like horrible. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. like it wasn't. I remember like a couple years ago, I woke up at three, and then like AT and T systems was down. Yeah, yeah. And then I woke up at like five, and it was like still down. And then like I woke up at like six, and then like it. it Wait, worked, so right? when do pre-orders start for this? I thought they said Saturday morning, so not Friday morning. Okay, so this, so like Friday night or They're something. Like, yeah, I thought, but I, I could be wrong. Okay, and then it. Oh yeah, pre-order nine twelve. So, and so then available uh, nine twenty-five. I, I thought it was usually available the following it week. It usually is, but like I guess everything got bumped back. Okay. Uh, so one day for the pre-orders and then like a whole week for the uh, the phone. All right. So we'll have some time to talk about this more as we like read more about it. Anything else this week? Um, I'll, I'll actually just go back to the phones. Um, the, the phone is actually, uh, the plus is actually a lot heavier than the old one. Oh, is it? Well, not, not a lot heavier, but like uh, like it's a little bit taller, a little bit thicker a little bit wider like barely like 0.1 millimeters or something like that right but um or one millimeter but um uh it's actually like decently heavier hmm. i guess and the battery is smaller right i mean they didn't mention that but that, the rumors say it's smaller but the battery life is exactly the same in terms of like the specs um yeah so that that hasn't changed Hey, you got to fit in that haptic engine chip that they showed in that lovely uh, yeah, yeah. cutaway uh, animation. Yeah, yeah. Taptic, William. Taptic. Taptic. Also, <laughs> I forgot. Taptic engine. <laughs> Trademark or patent pending. Yeah. Also, still no uh, optical image stabilization for the uh, success. No. Just the plus. Yep. And the plus gets it on video, apparently? I think so. Which they, it didn't have before? Mm-mm. Oh, so that'll be good. Yeah, Ooh, that sounds really I think good. The, yeah, if you get uh, would you would you get a six plus will if you got one? Uh, because of the video stabilization, yes. Huh. Oh, that that's definitely switched me over to being a plus user. Hmm. Join us. Yeah, I'm excited for the plus. Yeah, it'll be mm-hmm. nice. Like it's yeah. like a, a, something different. Like, yeah, you, know, you don't have to look at the same thing. I have to look at basically the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> unless I get the rose gold. You should there do you it. I'm not going to do that. Wait, what's what's Jess getting the, the six plus? Uh, yeah, she's getting the six S plus. Wow. sixty four rose gold. Nice. Yep. All right. All right. So I guess that wraps it up this week. You can follow us at for the podcast on Twitter. We're at for the um, You can support us. Uh, there's like a little what support tab or something. Yeah. Um, and then there should be like a little Amazon search box. And then if you search for something and buy it, we get like a little kickback. We have a Twitter? Uh, we have, yeah, we have a Twitter. Come uh, on. We're, we're legit. We're a legit <laughs> operation here. <laughs> um, Twitter's free, by the way. Anyone can just sign up. So no, no, no. We have one. No. <laughs> we have our own Slack that no one else can join. Yep. Um, all right. So I guess. Uh, I don't know what's on the agenda next week. We just, this is all this is we all. Have, uh, I have a source that told me uh, some inside scoops on uh, McDonald's breakfast. Uh oh! All right. Oh boy! Yeah, that's a nice <laughs> teaser. That, that'll yeah. bring that'll bring the people next back. time for the <laughs> podcast. All right, guys. See you next week. All right. All right.